Welcome to the Collective Truth Channel. This channel is there to educate and have open discussions regarding life experiences. If you guys do not like this channel, we really don't care. But if you do like this channel, then please go ahead and like the video and subscribe to our channel. I hope everybody is having a wonderful evening. Today is 12-12. It is a beautiful day today. Christmas is coming. Holidays are here. Um, good energy flowing. And we basically just want to slide into this discussion about being emotionally unavailable. So a lot of people, they always ask about people being emotionally unavailable, men, women, and what's my take on it. So let's go ahead and just get into it. So what does emotionally unavailable truly mean? Well, for me, in my opinion, being emotionally unavailable means that you are basically like in a stuck energy, you know, like you have blockages that are in your heart that you need to work through. And unfortunately, when you have certain blockages in your mind, and those blockages can be anything. It can range from you're not trusting people or you're scared to get hurt again. Um, those, th those triggers, basically, those are blockages that you put up because you put up those walls and those safeguards. So when you put those up, that's how you become emotionally unavailable. And unfortunately, um, we just live in a society to where a lot of people are emotionally unavailable in friendships and relationships. And personally, I mean, there's, there's no growth as a society. I mean, when you look around, the generation that we have that's going on is just ridiculous. So it's like, what is it to bring for the generations after that? Because these people are having kids. Those kids. going to have kids and it's just going to the cycle is just going to continue so just in today's world you know it's really hard to come across people who are emotionally balanced or emotionally available because so many people have so many blockages and so so much stuck energy you know they really don't know like what to do so you know and being emotionally unavailable can affect your relationship tremendously i mean to this day i have experienced a lot of tough situations um when it comes to being emotionally unavailable eventually you know the relationship will come to an end and that's just the truth it doesn't matter how you look at it, it doesn't matter how long you allow it to go um you can allow it to go for six months or you can allow it to go for six years you get what i'm saying the relationship is going to ultimately come to an end and the reason being is because when one person is emotionally available and the other person isn't the connection becomes a runner chaser type of energy so it's always going to be one person running away from love that's always going to be the chaser who's trying to chase the person to give them love, to shower them with love. And it just becomes like a runner chaser paradigm. And a lot of the times we don't really notice that we're in a runner chaser paradigm because when we're in the relationship, we're trying not to give up. You get what I'm saying? We're trying to believe in that person. We're trying to believe in 
their potential that we see in them, you know, the person that we know they should be. And so a lot of the times we stick around and this is not something that only women do. Men do this as well, too. Sometimes we stick around in hopes that the person is going to get it together or they're going to change or they're going to do this. But we have to we really need to sit in our truth and get into reality when it comes with that, because it doesn't matter how much we see the good in someone or the potential in someone. If they don't want to change or they're not ready to change, they're not going to change. So ultimately, you are draining all of your energy because you're trying to control the dynamic or the relationship because it's like you're you're trying to force this person to accept this. But everybody doesn't have the capability uh, to accept certain things. Uh, you have to get to a certain space in your life, you know what I'm saying, to where you're ready for that. And it doesn't have to do with age or anything like that. You just have to be open. You can have an open mind at 25 years old. And it's other people who don't get an open mind until they're 38 years old. You get what I'm saying? So we have to get into that reality and we have to be honest with ourselves and say, hey, you get what I'm saying? Like, I can't keep chasing this person, trying to give them love when they keep running away from it because obviously they're maybe they're, they're probably not ready for it or they probably just don't know how to accept it. You know, I think a lot of times people don't understand that a lot of people don't come from a loving background or a loving childhood. Um, a lot of people don't even know what love is. So that can be very challenging for a person who never really was shown love to begin with. Um, sometimes it seems unreal. And I think especially in the black community um, or the minority community, I feel that it stems, you know, from childhood. Um, a lot of the, our parents didn't really show us the proper love that they should should have shown us, and my parents included. Um, but you just kind of have to learn how to confront those issues. As hard as it is, it is necessary um, for you to move forward in life and for you to be able to kind of have peace, you know what I mean? Um, true peace. You know, a lot of people can pretend that they have peace, but you know, true peace, it shows. You get what I'm saying? Um, you don't really have to say it. Uh, it kind of just generates off of you. And in order to get there, you know, you got to go through tough shit. You got to deal with tough shit. So, you know, the first thing basically is just being honest with yourself and um, really identifying like, you know, it's a problem. So it's very hard when one person is open, you know, to love and, the, and another person is skeptical. Um, it's very difficult. So, you know, being emotionally unavailable can just affects the relationship just tremendously. It, you know, it's unfair. It's, it's unfair on both parties. Um, 
It truly is. And some people may feel like, you know, well, the person who's emotionally unavailable, um, why is it unfair to them when they should just be emotionally available? Sometimes it's not that easy um, to, like, let people in when you're really guarded. Um, It's really hard to kind of take a leap of faith. And I've been there before where um, I felt like that I should have let certain people in my life and I didn't, I kind of shut them out, but then I was allowing the wrong people into my life, which was kind of damaging me more. Um, it was kind of like a, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. You get what I'm saying? Like I was running away from like pure love like to bullshit it ultimately like was end up being bullshit but i ended up stabbing myself like in the heart too it's it's just it's kind of strange i don't really know how to explain it but um so it's unfair you know because i've been that person to where i've been the runner you get what i'm saying and i've been the chaser too um i have been both so i understand uh, both aspects you know, I don't regret any decisions that I made because um, it helped me get to the person that I am today. And I can actually appreciate those experiences because I've learned from them. Um, and I can be a very prideful person. So I've had to work through my ego for a little time before truly understanding um, how important it is to actually be emotionally balanced. Uh, it took me a little bit of time with that, but I, you know, I did get through that and um, I work through it every day and it's hard to have my times cause I'll be ready, you know, but has too, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. So I definitely understand, you know, people can push your buttons and I can go there, but I do work on it every day. So, you know, I can understand how, you know, it, it is unfair to the other party. So never think that it's not, you know, unfair to them. And then it's unfair to the person who wants the love and who wants to give because it's draining. And, you know, it, it's hard when you love someone and you care about them and, and you want it to work and you want it to mesh, you know, and you're trying and you're trying to put your effort in. And, it's, and it is unfair to, you know, that person as well. Um, but you know, you have to, sometimes you gotta choose you, you know, sometimes you have to choose yourself and choose peace and what's the best for you, you know, what's the best for your mental health, you know, um, being emotionally unavailable is a very safe zone, you know, it's comfortable, it's very comfortable because you only allow certain people to get so far, you know, what you can handle, you know, you don't allow certain things to go, you know, past a certain threshold because, you know, it's, it's a little rocky. It's like, okay, well, if I do this, you know, I may get hurt. I don't, I don't want to experience that type of pain. And you get what I'm saying? So you, you know, being emotionally unavailable is very safe, but you know, at some time you have to ask yourself, you know, am I going to continue to live in this fear? Because being in the safe zone means that you're scared to step out of the box. You get what I'm saying? Like when you are walking 
and you go to the street light and you walk in the crosswalks. You feel safe in the crosswalk, right? Because it's that barrier that's put up to the public, which is the people who are driving, to look out for people who are walking in this crosswalk, correct? But we do know that people just walk across the street. They don't go through the crosswalk. Now, sometimes they make it safely on the other side of the street. Sometimes they don't. However, you got to decide if you want to take that leap of faith to walk across that street out of that safe barrier because you may make it on the other side or do you want to just wait and just make sure that you just stay up in that cross barrier and that safe zone. That's up to you. You know, you got to start looking at things in that sense. Unfortunately, I know with your feelings, it's a little bit different, but sometimes, you know, you could be missing out on a lot of your blessings by blocking out different relationships and things like that because you don't know where they can take you. Some, some, some relationships blossom into opportunities that you never thought that it gave even blossom to. The things that you probably think about or put in your head of what you want your life to be, sometimes taking that leap of faith or taking those possibilities can give you even more than what you even thought was the good life to you. So you have to make that decision with yourself, you know, and everybody's point in life is different. You know, some people go through this early in life. Some people go through it late in life. You know, it's just whenever your time is when you're ready. Nobody is not going to know when that time is except yourself. You have to ask yourself, are you tired of being in this space? That is up to you. So, you know, we can be our worst enemies. So you have to ask yourself, like, you know, what do I need to do that will ultimately make me happy? And then start working on those things that makes you happy. You know, you just have to start small. But like I said, you know, when it comes to like life and love and people, you got to let things flow. You get what I'm saying? You have to, you need to pay attention to the signs. I'm not saying be no damn fool out here. Don't be a fucking idiot. I'm definitely not saying that nor encouraging it. Um, you definitely need to be discerning and you do need to pay attention to people's motives. You do need to, you know, look for snakes in the grass. And, you know, I'm not saying that you need to just give people your all, whether it's in friendships, uh, relationships within your family, or even relationships with partners with people. No, you need to set boundaries with people. And that's every fucking body in your life including your family, including your friends, including your partner. Boundaries is important. And to be honest, if you don't have boundaries in your life and you don't have discipline in your life, your life is in disarray. There's no way that your life is flowing when you don't have discipline. So you got to ask yourself, you know, 
shit, do I want to be disciplined? You know what I'm saying? Like, people, men, like men, for example, go to the gym, keep themselves fit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they make sure they smell good, looking good, haircut, beard on fleek, shining. You know what I'm saying? Nice clothes with the drip, jewelry. Okay, you put all that into that, but you don't want to put that into getting yourself right on the inside because you'll be seeing that on the outside and yeah that's cool but when you take all that stuff off when you at home when you sitting in yourself when you wake up in the morning when you look up in the mirror who are you really happy with that person you get what i'm saying like that's what you got to ask yourself so you know at some time you will have to face them fears and you gotta let shit flow like you can't be in control of everything and when you're emotionally unavailable it's because you want to be in control you can't be in control of everything but what you can be in control of is yourself you can be in control of yourself be in control of your emotions be in control of your thoughts but as far as trying to be in control of everybody else around you that's when that emotionally unavailable turns into narcissism that's when you start being a master manipulator. That's when you start being a motherfucking clown. And then that's when you start playing with people. And then that's when problems, that's when problems begin. Like this shit is not cool. So that should just be damaging and ruining, ruining like just relationships, period. So, you know, just like Drake said, like who the fuck wants to be 70 and alone? Ain't nobody trying to be 70 and alone. Like, come on now, that's that's whack, right? That's weak. So, I mean, that's up, that's up to y'all if y'all want to be able to move forward in life. You know, unfortunately, that's just something that you will have to try to work through. And, you know, truly working through it through a relationship is very hard because sometimes an emotionally unavailable person can't grow within a relationship sometimes they can but it's hard and it's rare because first of all it comes down to the thinking process right okay if you don't have an open mind if you still in an old school ass paradigm and we live in motherfucking 2021. Listen, you ain't gonna be able to grow. This is just not gonna happen. So, because you're not open minded, you don't. You're not open to nothing new, no new possibilities, no nothing. Because you just got this shit up in your mind of what you got up in your mind, like, and. It's okay to have like your own opinion or what you think or what your own values or morals is, but you got to understand when you're dealing with people, everybody don't come from the same background. So you just go say, fuck, fuck they background. You can't do that. Like life is about give and take. Like you can't be selfish like that. And that's just some selfish shit. So when you on that type of energy, then nah, like you really truly can't grow up in a relationship. I mean, you know, like the unknown could be scary. Like not knowing what the fuck is gonna happen next be a lot. That should give a lot of people anxiety. 
I didn't been there and done that. And I know how that shit is. That shit is crazy. But a lot of men and women, we stay stuck up in these emotionless relationships and they meaningless and they're painful. Like an emotionless relationship is like a form of a trauma bond. You feel me? Like when you always got conflict and anxiety with a motherfucker, like all the time, it's always just petty shit back and forth, just the same shit, different motherfucking day. Like it's just too much. When it's like that, it's like that means you holding on that shit too tight. You get what I'm saying? Like you holding on it too tight to where it's like it's hurting you more by holding on to it instead of just letting it go. Like if you hold on to a rope, you hold on to the rope so motherfucking tight, your hands got cuts in them, it's blood, your shit got whips on it, it's throbbing, you still hold on to this motherfucking rope. And all you got to do is just let the rope go. Let that fucking rope go so your hands can heal. Why are you holding on to this rope that's cutting through your skin? Your pinky damn near about to be hanging off. It's the skin down to the bone. Like, you still holding on to this shit. Let this shit go. Like, let it go. There should be no reason that you holding on to something so tight. It's like a cluster on one lash. The whole eyes is going to lashes but one cluster. Let it go. That shit is like... That shit is like self-sabotage like that shit is crazy like you're it's a trauma bond like you only hold on to this person because y'all didn't experience similar traumas or this and the other and y'all feel like shit y'all probably both feel like y'all both fucking don't deserve nothing and y'all don't deserve nobody better but that's not true though y'all do both deserve better people but y'all need to be better people how the fuck y'all gonna be better people when y'all both fucked up and y'all still keep holding on to each other. Like, y'all need to let each other go and y'all need to heal. And whatever it's meant for you is going to come to you. You got what I'm saying? So a lot of y'all be in these emotionalist relationships and then that shit come down to that. And then the shit be so painful by the time it come apart. People be having kids and shit. Now the kids are stuck in the middle. Like... It just, it just be coming, it just be coming down to like so much extra stuff when you could have let it go a long time ago, but you was holding on to something that is painful. Like people got to understand certain shit run its course. Some people outgrow people. Some people fall out of love. Like it's okay. That part of your life is over. It's time to start a new chapter. Like it's cool to start a new chapter. And a lot of people just be scared to start a new chapter. It's like, listen, things get better if you want them to get better. Shit grow where you water it. You get what I'm saying? Like, you can't fucking... If you got a backyard and you like, oh, I want to remodel this, you got to start from scratch. You got to start from the bottom. Like, you got to start from the dirt. You can't start from, you can't keep the grass that's already on there, then pour some cement on top of that, then put some rocks on top of that, and then be like, okay, cool, this shit's smooth, and now you got your patio set out there, this shit all bumpy, it ain't evened out, it's all fucked up. Like, look how you started 
the shit. You didn't even break the foundation down. Like, you can't build something on a faulty foundation. You get what I'm saying? So, people need to let go of certain shit and start over new. Once you let go of that rope, your hands go heal. Once your hands go heal, your hands go feel better. You're going to be like, damn, my hands ain't felt like this in a long ass time. I'm happy my motherfucking hands is healed. I can rub my hands together. Ain't no blood and shit. I'm not, I touch it. It's, damn, like my shit cool. They all smooth and everything. You getting back to yourself. You getting back to your health, your happiness. You get what I'm saying? Like you getting back to your self-love. You loving yourself. You loving your hands because they looking better. They feeling better. They looking better. All of that. You get what I'm saying? It's, a, it's the same type of concept. So holding on to them trauma bonds and having them emotionalist relationships, you know, it, it don't do nothing. It's, it's, it's not until you walk away of that shit, that energy, you're not going to grow up in a relationship. So as long as you're still holding on to stuff, you're not going to grow. And you don't even have to be holding on to a person. It don't even have to be a person. You could just be holding on to... Oh, my baby mom hurt me four years ago. Or, oh, when I was with this girl, I fell in love with her, and she slept with my friend. Or, oh, you know, I was with this woman, and she stole money from me. You get what I'm saying? Like, y'all got to stop holding on to what other people did to y'all in the past. That was them people. That shit was done and over with. Now you move forward. Everybody not like that. Now, when you meet the new people, them, them red flags that you looked over, those people who stole from you, hurt you, stuff like that, you start looking for that and you identify that shit. And when you start seeing that shit, you walk away because you will walk away from that shit before it even get there. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's why you need to heal from your situations instead of holding on to it. When you be holding on to stuff and you be fearing certain shit, you attract it right to you. When you be when you fear a motherfucker gonna lie to you all the time, you know what you about to attract? The biggest fucking liar that you even know. The biggest one. Like that's just what that's just how shit goes. That's just the law of attraction. So you gotta be mindful of what you hold on to because that shit'll ultimately hurt you in the end, even worse than if you just heal from it. So, you know. Take in mind, like, how you dealing with your emotions. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, you really got to deal with them. And it's hard. It's hard. But being being emotionalist, though, you're just not going to get nowhere in life. That's just bottom line. I mean, you just, you just can't because your mental capacity is just going to stay the same. It's just not going to grow. So, you know... I was there for a long time and um, being emotionally unavailable, it was a struggle for me, uh, a real struggle for me. And because it was like a part of me, I wanted to be available, but there was a part of me that was like, I couldn't because I had experienced like um I guess you could kind of say my first love situation. 
puppy love. Um, and it was hard for me. It was really heartbreaking. And uh, it took me time to get over that, but I held on to that pain. Um, for a long time, I fell into certain addictions. Um, very much so fell into certain addictions. Um, I used to be very heavy, very heavy, heavy um, on alcohol. Um, I feel like that I was a functional alcoholic to where, you know, I was able to go to work and things like that, but um, I always needed substance to be able to get through the day uh, because of the pain and just the shame, the guilt, just a lot of things I was just holding on to um, that stemmed from that relationship. Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot of emotional trauma with that. So I became emotionally unavailable. And I have issues that stemmed also from childhood that I still carry with me till to today. Um, but, you know, I do actually continuously work through these obstacles every single day. But I do have rejection and abandonment issues that stem very much so from my mother and my father. And in the past, I tended to attract men who are actually exactly like my father. Very egotistic, stubborn, arrogant, victim mentality, woe is me energy, immature, petty, and vindictive. Very heavy on broken promises and just simply just a liar, honestly. Um, and with that being said, I know that's a lot and, you know, some people may be like, well, damn, you know, but you know what? The truth is the truth and, it, and it's okay. You know, it's just the truth. It is what it is. Um, you know, but with that being said, you know, I had a cold heart for a very long time and, um, in relationships and also in friendships. Um, I took a lot of people for granted, uh, especially in, uh, situationships and, uh, dating life with men. I uh, took a lot of them for granted. Um, I didn't appreciate them. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, I lost them. And I actually realized that I used to have like an underlying hate uh, for men. And that actually stemmed from, you know, my father. And that was something I needed to work through. Um, I didn't have any respect for men. And I had to learn that in order to have a healthy relationship, to even try to have a husband or a partner or anything, I definitely have to learn how to respect a man. And that was a struggle that I had to really, uh, uh, really fight through. You get what I'm saying? Um, a lot of emotionally available people are scared to sit in their truth and address the problem, you know, with their self. And that was difficult for me. Um, it used to be hard for me to be alone. Uh, I felt like that I used to always need needed a person in my energy, uh, very codependent. And just, just being in the lack mindset, just feeling just like blah. Like on the outside, a lot of people, you know, they look at me like a role model and things like that. But 
internally, uh, I struggled a lot internally. Um, I felt like that I had to wear like many masks, you know, like to my family because my family looked at me like a, I don't want to say the golden child, but someone that's like looked up as like high honor. That's the like, that's how my family looks at me. Uh, so I feel like I have to wear like a mask with my family. And I feel like I have to wear like a mask with people. But I was like, very struggling very much so internally. Because um, I was so emotionally unavailable. And I was holding on to so many things. And I was scared to be alone. I just didn't want to be alone. I hated being rejected. Um, I didn't want to feel abandoned because my father made me feel like that as a little girl. And uh, as an adult, a young adult, I was trying to allow men to like fill that void from those issues that stemmed from my father. And I didn't want to feel abandoned or rejected by them because I was abandoned and reject rejected from my father. And so that triggered me. And uh, I would cope. You know, like, I would party all the time. You know, I was an alcoholic. Um, you know, sex. You know, I would take a lot of my frustrations out in sex. And, you know, having meaningless sex, um, it's just like, a, first of all, sex is an exchange of energy, number one. So... When you're just having meaningless sex and it's no depth behind it, um, that just means that you just don't feel good about yourself. Um, it's like a temporary fix. You get what I'm saying? It's like if you smoke weed or, you know, you take a shot or something, it's, it's a temporary fix. You get what I'm saying? To um, make you forget your problems for a second, for a moment. But then after that's over, you come to realize that the problem's still there. And then you try to feed it with more to try to get over it and get over it and get over it. And then you just find yourself just in certain addictions to where you're just, you get to a certain space to where you just look at yourself to where you don't know who, you're, who you are anymore. Uh, you don't know yourself. Um, when I got to that point in my life, I knew that I had to stop being emotionally unavailable and I had to really take a step back and kind of just sit in it. And it was hard because like, I'm a cancer, so I'm a, I can be a very emotional person, but um, I'm a very logical person, so I'm a strategical thinker. Uh, I can definitely be an overthinker, and sometimes being like that and also being super emotional can clash really crazy, um, especially when you're all over the place. So... I had to take that time and uh, actually really sit in that.
And I decided to do that for me. And personally, that was the best decision that I could have done for myself. Um, because it's a form of self-care and it's a form of self-love. And it's necessary because if you don't love yourself, um, you open up the door for people not to love you. Uh, you open up the door for people to betray you. You open up the door for people to manipulate you. And so you have to learn that self-love. And uh, so learn to be alone, you know, it's, it's difficult, but it's, it is something that, you know, you have to do. Um, you have to ask yourself, you know, when do I want to give that up? You know, when do I want to give this mental conflict up? You know, at that point in time, have your life already passed you by? That's up to you. You have to decide. Thank you so much, guys, for joining in today. It was great speaking with you guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. I hope you guys are being blessed and you guys stay safe. I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye.